Hey, this is Rachel Friedman, and you are listening to The Wellness Boss. Look, the entry bar in the coaching industry is really low. So to compete in the coaching industry, you have to be really fucking good at your craft. That's why every week I will be sharing my tips, tools, and stories to help you become the best coach possible for your clients. Truthfully, guys, let's be real. This is the backbone of your business, and it's what's going to make you a sought-after coach with a thriving business. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Wellness Boss. I think I say this every week, but I'm going to say it again. So I'm super excited to have a fantastic guest with me today. She is not just like extremely intelligent, but she is kind and super, super gentle and sweet is the only way I know how to sum her up. She also happens to be a client of mine. And all of you that listen know that I think my clients are seriously the best people on this planet. So man, if you just need an ego boost, you can just come into my, no, I'm just getting into my program for that reason alone. But no, I seriously do. Uh, I just think they like literally walk on water. But today I have with me Clarissa and Clarissa is a hypnotherapist. She is also in my program right now, my coaching program. So my hope is that she is going to blend these together in expand on her practice. Of course, it's always up to her what she does. Um, But I wanted to bring Clarissa on because A, she's really fucking good at what she does. I've gotten a chance, an opportunity twice to experience um, hypnotherapy with her. And I want all of you to really get a taste of, you obviously are not going to get hypnotized today on the podcast, although maybe Clarissa, that's what we should have done, but no, maybe for another day. But um, I do want you to get a little bit of an understanding of really what hypnotherapy is and what it isn't, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions out in the world, especially if you um, watch a lot of movies and right, they like do a hypnosis on someone. I was watching some movie recently and literally the hypnotherapist like turned I don't know if you saw this movie Clarissa turned the person into like a killer basically anyways it was really effed up I'm trying to remember what it was but that's not really what hypnotherapy is and um I love breaking sort of the walls down of what people think something is and helping them really have a better understanding because you might be stopping yourself right from a form of healing that could really help you And it's not something scary. And it's not like where she has like a watch, like they can't see me right now, like swinging back and forth. Anyways, I could babble on forever, but I will let Clarissa introduce herself um, to all of you right now. And yeah, and be a part of this fun-filled conversation. So Clarissa, tell them a little bit about you, where you are in the world. And I love to, if you would share with them a little bit about how you got into this, because like Clarissa and I were talking before we jumped on and, you know, started recording, but a lot of us, myself included her too, this was not our first career. Um, Maybe we've had one, two, three, or four goes at it before we really found what our path was, our dharma was. So yeah. 
Go for it, Clarissa. I'll drop the mic for you. Hi, everybody. My name is Clarissa, certified hypnotherapist. Um, And so, yes, Rachel is right. This is my second career. I got into hypnotherapy um, as a client myself. So I had no idea that I was going to become a hypnotherapist at that time. But I just found it so effective um, and so, so quick to take effect and also so permanent the results that I was fascinated. And I really wanted on an intellectual level to just understand how that was all working. I've always been really um, interested in psychology and also just feelings. Like I just love talking about feelings. Like, <laughs> like growing up, I'm just the, the person, my default um, would just be like, how do you feel? Um, so so I went, when I went into undergrad, I, I majored in psychology. I did an honors thesis on perfectionism and um, anxiety and just all the results with that for for women who have a disordered relationship with food um, and how to combat combat that. So just growing up, I think in my household, so my dad and my mom, both of them are refugees from Cambodia. Um, Dad has PTSD. There is definitely trauma and and, and anxiety. growing up in my in my household where the focus was just to survive and and just having that predisposition to anxiety and just just seeing how it prevented me from success honestly i mean in in some ways you know i was very disciplined you know very perfectionistic achievement oriented growing up like got really great grades but i also i also had an eating disorder and that was part of the perfectionism um and when I was at UC Berkeley for undergrad, I just really noticed my tendencies to procrastinate, like just the fear that I had when it came to just starting on tasks, just because I was afraid of it not looking a certain way. Um, and so I wanted to study it. And so um, then I majored in psychology and then um, wrote this honors thesis, which is um, which I am the third author of. It's actually published too about um, about self-compassion and how that heals thoughts about um, anxiety and fears of failure and, and how that actually propels you towards success. So adaptive and maladaptive perfectionism. And then um, I decided I, I really wanted to um, kind of see how the mind and body worked together. And that led me to occupational therapy. And, you know, the, the school that I went to, the household I grew up in, I think whatever's already established as, as a profession is just what you know what we kind of knew about and what was approved of to go forward towards in our path and so occupational therapy is already considered a a credible profession it's established it already has several like you know you you go to school you come out several jobs lined up for you already and uh, through occupational therapy what I what I wanted to uh, put together was mental health as well as physical health and through the participation of meaningful occupations. So back when occupational therapy was first born as a profession, occupation meant what occupies your time and and the world just got more work obsessed, you know, as time passed and occupation now means what you do for your work. Um, But just the healing aspects of participating in things that are meaningful to you and what that does for you on a psychological level, how that translates into also your ability to, heal physically. Um, And so I practiced as an occupational therapist for seven years after I graduated from um, grad school. 
And I'm still a licensed occupational therapist, very recently branched off into entrepreneurship for hypnotherapy. Um, and that kind of brings me to the part of my story where um, during occupational therapy school, I started coming to realize that there was such a difference in, in patients and their ability to succeed in their physical rehabilitation program based on how they were coping, like with mm -hmm. the disability that they had. And one of the reasons why I ended up like going into hypnotherapy was also trying to see like how I can apply this into occupational therapy too. But because I had that personal experience with a hypnotherapist where I went in, I, um, I really had uh, issues with just self-blame and internalizations of other thoughts, overtaking responsibility for other people's emotions. Growing up, like, you know, like the, my culture is also very collectivistic. So I'm, I'm Asian American, um, Chinese American specifically. And so the default of like, you know, like that empathy of like knowing what other people need over what I, what I need myself was just very much conditioned, like ever since I was a child and also being a woman too, that also is kind of a, um, like a natural default in a, in your state of mind. And I think it just showed me that like, well, I was in that period of life that it was really hard for me to, to even know who I was and to understand what I wanted based on standards outside of me, right? I was always, you know, trying to succeed based on what the external definition of success was. And I mean, part of that was like parents, they don't know how this country works. So mm -hmm. like the way in which success was defined for them was how everybody else defined it. So that oh, wow. we can, yeah, exactly. So that we can um, create a living. So it was just a process in which I needed to create healthy boundaries between other people's emotions, thoughts, and my own discover who I was, what I wanted, what was fulfilling for me. And just like through the course of my life, it was just creeping up that I just didn't know what was fulfilling. Like everything I did just kind of felt like it was based on what was previously established to have the meaning of success by other people, or maybe it was just the way things were. And just going through hypnotherapy really helped me create those boundaries and understand myself more as a client. Um, and neuroscience is always something I've been very interested in. I worked specifically in neurorehabilitation as an occupational therapist and stroke brain injury. And what also drew me to hypnotherapy was trying to understand how the brain looks like when you're in hypnosis, what this conscious state does to your nervous system. So hypnotherapy is a relaxed state of consciousness in which you are out of fight or flight, out of stress and in, in rest or digest and what learning looks like, what, what can be possible when your nervous system is regulated um, and how you can even learn to do that for yourself so that you can be more effective in your day-to-day -day and not just reacting or responding. So tying together the neuroscience background, as well as kind of like the emotional underpinnings of what, what myself and my clients went through, um, just was really interesting and was also just very, very transformative for me. And just seeing that transformative process through my clients has really brought me so much fulfillment, like with my work as a hypnotherapist. I love that. And I think it's really mm -hmm. interesting. A, I did not know I did not know that about occupational therapy. So that was kind of cool to learn, but also I think this is actually quite common and I don't know if it's said enough, but 
I do think that often we have an experience with something and it shifts and transforms us in a way that maybe we weren't expecting. And then of course, because of that, we want to pass that on to other people, right? I know when I first got into yoga, I was like, I just fell in love with how it made me feel. And so I wanted, like you, I wanted to understand what the heck was going on. Like how was like moving and breathing really making such a difference in my life? Because it really was like things just started to like seriously change. And that was for me, like kind of what got me on this, you know, I mean, I studied psychology, I was a therapist, but like there was something very different about when I added that movement piece into it. And I didn't even have to talk about anything. I just moved and breathed and I felt better. Like what the hell? And um, it does, it's pretty cool. But I think, yeah, like that personal experience sometimes is all we need to launch us into where we're meant to be going or what we were put on this planet to do. And I love that for you too, it started with you. Because I think when we have that personal experience, there's like this deeper connection to what we're doing. Like it's so much easier to connect to why and sort of like our mission underneath it, like why we're doing what we're doing. So anyways, I love that. I did not even know that, but I love it. I love sometimes interviewing my clients because like, I feel like I know so many things about them on such a deep, vulnerable, intimate level, but then I don't often know like things like this, which is so fun. So Clarissa, tell them a little bit about like who you work with now, right? So you transitioned into full-time entrepreneurship. How long ago was that? It was May of 2021. Okay. Yeah. Eight months or so. Yeah. Awesome. And Uh tell them a little bit about like who you tend to work with most right now. Like if there's a specific like person, you know, if someone's listening, they're like, oh, wow, this sounds like I would like to try. I know for me, like when I first heard about hypnotherapy, I'm also a pretty open person. I mean, I wasn't always, but I have been now for like, I would say at least the last decade. I was like, please, please give me some. I want to try that. Right. So maybe there's more people out there like me and they're listening. Like who, yeah. Who would you say is like, I hate the word, but like your ideal client, but like the person that comes to you that, you know, you feel most in alignment or integrity with being able to help them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, anxiety because of my personal experience with it. Um, if, if clients have anxiety and all its presentations from procrastination, perfectionism, any self-sabotage that comes with it, that is something that I commonly work with because I, I understand, I, I get it. And I work also with, um, with women because healthy boundaries. And as you know, from my family history, establishing that has been huge for me. And, um, and it, and it actually tends to be, I, I think it might be even innate, this like nurturing side of women in which like just living inside someone else's mind to anticipate their needs and to care for them and being able to create boundaries around that so that you can know and understand yourself and your own needs while still being connected to other people and still communicating with grace and love. And, and if that is something that you struggle with, and that is something I'd, I'd love to help you with too. Empowering entrepreneurs is also a big one for me, just because, you know, going down the entrepreneurial path, it's, it's, um, there's no road paved for you. And from somebody who followed a pretty straight and narrow path all my life, it was really scary for me to take that leap into entrepreneurship. Um, 
And I had to see my hypnotherapist more, like when I first um, opened my doors. (laughs) Yeah. So just working on that tolerance to uncertainty and that, um, and then this ties into the perfectionism too, that willingness to just learn and have it look messy and, and be able to dream big without fear is, is also an area that I'm passionate about. And, um, uh, a disordered relationship with food because of my past experience with an- anorexia too. So body image um, is one for me as well. Oh, so good. Yeah, I totally, um, yeah, I relate to the entrepreneurship, right? I always say it's like for all of us, for anyone, for most humans, I should say, unless maybe you got raised in a very non-traditional American, if you're American way, but like it's literally like being thrown into the wild. Mm-hmm. There's no manual. There's no rule book. There's no, yeah. there's no walls. There's nothing. And it's like, you know, it can feel often like you're in this constant state of frantic energy. You can feel like you're in this constant state of fight or flight. Right. And whatever tools you use, but I definitely recommend any entrepreneurs listening, whether, you know, reach out to Clarissa, hypnotherapy, right? Like get support because it's really, really important um, if you want to thrive for sure. Yeah. 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 100% agree. And I had asked Clarissa before we started because I'm such a person who loves, I love stories. So I asked Clarissa to share with us like a story or I don't know if it's a story, I guess it's a story, right? Of someone who she's worked with, where they were, and then what happened through working with her, the process of hypnotherapy, just so you guys could get a little taste of what kind of happens. Yeah, so a really great story, actually, I finished working with this client recently, was her speech impediment. So um, she is Chinese American like me, and it is cultural in which um, this stoicism is, is, is valued, like you don't want to show too much of your private life, or you don't, you neither access nor express your emotions very much as well. And I think it's just part of the culture where you don't want to take too much attention away from the collective too. And so what the speech impediment, a huge part of that was just her difficulty with expression, like feeling unsafe with expression. So when she would speak, they would, then she would have a stutter and then her focus, mental focus on that stutter would just create create like a downward spiral in which, you know, there's tons of thoughts of words just jumbled, like running through her mind. And, and even though she has prepared, like just actually presenting and letting other people hear her thoughts was just like short circuiting, like her brain. Um, so what I worked on with her was first, like we approached it, what we call symptomatically, you know, just like, how is it presenting? How is it holding you back? Just getting her familiar with the um, state of consciousness of hypnosis in which you are in a relaxed section of your nervous system. And when you're in hypnosis, um, so the way that I do my sessions is half of it is cognitive, like they're consciously talking to me about their issues and what what it's like now, what they want it to be instead. And I use that information when we're in hypnosis to give them suggestions when when their mind is more open that that a new reality is possible for them. So 
we've rehearsed in hypnosis, just being able to deliver a presentation, staying in a calm state. Um, and she has a recording so that she can reinforce this and listen to this again and again and prepare herself before she presents. And so, um, so that was helpful. I mean, she definitely saw an improvement from just associating public speaking with a calm nervous system. And you know, to, to actually now like start working on more of the, the cause, like the, the issues with fear, with self-expression. Then we address, um, you know, different things that might've happened in her past with her, with her family in which she might have not been accepted. Like when she talked about her own feelings or her own, own thoughts, or perhaps that was um, taught to her to not be acceptable. And so when kind of like, reviewing some of these events in her past that really um, stuck with her. And she's kind of carrying these experiences into her current day in which she, in hypnosis, um, views it from a more objective perspective in which she can really just observe without feeling attached, that act of mindfulness, right? And kind of see what what she can see now about it that she couldn't see before. Um, And and experiencing that, like it, it creates a whole different way of seeing every other situation that elicited this fear of public speaking since that event. And now um, just being able to have more acceptance and, and feeling as if like her own thoughts are valid for people to hear um, rather than just, you know, and, and I think she, uh, as she talked about how she would just let, like do presentations, but because she couldn't speak pretty much whoever presented it would get credit for it. Um, and so just being able to um, really see herself as somebody that has extremely good ideas, who has that self-value where she deserves that credit and recognition for, for coming up with these great ideas. And so there is a self-esteem component component with that too, where you're seeing yourself as valuable enough to receive like credit and and compliments. And um, so just just like looking at her speech issues from, from multiple levels, like just getting through, you know, a, a speech calmly in hypnosis and in, in hypnosis, it feels real, right? Cause it's a state of consciousness sure. in which, which it just feels like, you know, you're, you're part of this movie, right? It's like dreaming how that feels real to you, even if, you know, it's not happening in real life. And so um, being able to see herself complete a full speech, it just creates a new, what we call a known, like her, her mind knows this now and knows this version of her. And so when she gets on to that zoom call then it can default to a different pathway right and and um also working on just safety with expression and also being able to see herself as valuable enough where she she can take up space with her ideas and her words and is comfortable with being able to be recognized for it that attention that she previously was uncomfortable with yeah so all of that put together and now she's in a place in which she can make a speech and just be confident and even people around her are noticing a difference Um, oh my god that's so good yeah yeah and you know truly most of us when we when we speak like we have stutters we have ums and most of us just don't even think twice and move on right but I think for her an inability to do do that created this like reinforcing cycle and so just getting her to just be be kinder to herself as well just allowed her to just do a full speech like have make that connection with people that she wanted and they just now I think because we worked on all of that even though the speech was an issue, but there's all these underlying issues that um, cause a symptom, right? But now like just overall quality of life, it's not just about the speaking, like her quality of life, her confidence is just completely transformed. Yeah. 
do you, I see that like all the time. Do you see that too? Mm -hmm. Like, I always say like people go through programs, they go through my program and yes, it's to, they want a business full of clients, but it's the side effects of the work that are just priceless, right? Like the side effects of doing the work and it's hard to put into words, but the side effects Mm -hmm. are like worth, in my opinion, at least for me, that's been my experience. And I've heard it from several of my clients, like more valuable in a lot of ways than any amount of like money. hundred percent, a hundred percent, because now it's just the whole way she views herself, like moves through her life is completely different. And when they come oftentimes, you know, the presenting issue was a speech, but as you can see, it wasn't the real issue and just being able to heal on a core level. And, and, you know, there's this, um, ripple effect like you know when you heal something especially if it's like a, like a core issue like yeah. you know your your self-value right just how many other things improve as a re- result like yes yeah, not just her speech is going to be like her ability to date like relationships yeah. is going to be different because she's coming from a different place now 100% agree it's like when you get to the, and that's why I love and I think whatever the tool is people like use like whether it be hypnosis or whether you know we I use different tools in coaching but like when you really get to the root of something the compounding effects it's like who you are I always say in one area of your life transfers into other areas right so mm-hmm. it's like when you actually get to the I call it the mother right like with mm-hmm. kombucha like when you get to the root the, the mm-hmm. mother the root of what's going on and you start to heal that holy shit like mm-hmm. and sometimes we don't even realize because you know there's big t's they say big traumas and little traumas but like these little things that we sometimes minimize it doesn't matter if it's your root when you work through it and you clear it up and you clean it like so much so many doors open anyways let's talk about it forever yeah yeah I'm, I'm 100% on board with that yeah it's been so good to just see somebody go through this transformation in which there's so much self-doubt and then learning to just own their their value and and how that looks now in their life their life is just completely different their energy is different it's just seeing somebody, you know, go from caterpillar to butterfly and really, um, it's just so beautiful to witness Mm. never gets old. Yeah. It really doesn't. Right. Mm -hmm. Like people sometimes ask me, do you ever get like tired of just like listening Mm -hmm. to people or helping people? I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) I don't know. Obviously I feel the same way. Like like, it kind of blows my mind. Like, huh? What do you mean? <laughs> anyway. So I'm curious, Chris, mm-hmm. and I didn't ask you this before. So you can be like, mm, I don't know. But I'm curious if you've thought about ways that you would like to maybe combine or mesh together the hypnotherapy with the coaching. If you yeah. see it already happening. Yeah, I actually was thinking about this um, earlier when you're talking about it. And yes, I'm already meshing the skills from your coaching course um, because you, you go about it from in, in a way in which it's, is different from me. And yes, you are accessing the subconscious, but in, in a way in which you talk and get deeper and deeper. And what I found to be valuable was just getting clients to question their own thinking and find their own answers, which is a skill that really grew when I was in your coaching program. Actually, just um, a few days ago, I was working with a client and the entire time we were just 
taking our time, getting her to figure out her own answer. And we're like, I was like, I, I don't think we're going to get to the hypnosis today, but all this information is really going to help us with the hypnosis for next time. But, um, but she was able to figure out what her, what her, she has this like need to, um, to understand where something came from. Like, was there an event, you know, yeah. you know, that happened, but then, but then like, oh, yeah. I relate to that one. <laughs> yes, Guilty yes. as charged. Right. Yes. Yes. No, I think that it, it, it really does serve her because she's, she's super aware of the sure. way that she thinks. Um, but sometimes like we might not know for sure whether or not something comes from a specific event. And even if I use hypnosis, like we're not even supposed to use hypnosis for memory retrieval anyway, because like it feels so real when you're in hypnosis Mm. and it might not be real that you might become convinced that. Right. You're planning like this, like that movie, like this new idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, And it has a risk of ruining relationships. Like what if like you quote unquote remember that, uncle beat me up like when yeah. I was a kid and, and it might not have happened. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. What was more helpful in that session was really delving into why, why that need to, to pin it on this experience for almost like that. Okay. Now I get like that experience was responsible, you know, like, and, and then after a lot of questioning, realizing that she actually is, is afraid that if uh, there wasn't something to to put it on, you know, that she wouldn't be able to almost handle like, you know, like she, she just, if she didn't intellectually understand, like she would just somehow like slip back into, into like depression or whatever it is. And she actually came up with this analogy herself where she was, she said that she feels like at, after all our questioning that she's holding on to some kind of vine, even though she could just literally stand up and the floor is right there. This was like what she was just anchoring onto um, this intellectual understanding, but didn't have the self-trust that she could really just stand up and that she now is a different person than back in the day when she um, was in a really dark place, has different resources, is has that inner strength now where she could handle it. Like even if she didn't have like a experience to, to pin like her, her depression on. Right. And so, yeah. So I think just that questioning, getting her to see like, Oh, I'm just hanging on to something because I don't trust myself with being able to just be strong in my present form right now to go through, um, like dark thoughts that I've been in the past, but still somehow be able to, to rewrite it now. And so our hypnosis session now next week is going to focus on that, like just getting her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. I was thinking that like through the coaching, you can help them like, like you said, kind of come more to the answer, which then Mm -hmm. hypnosis even more powerful because it's them already having kind of declared it. And then Mm -hmm. now it's like helping it be seated through the unconscious. For sure. Yeah. And it's so much more powerful when the client says says it themselves first. I'm sure like in in regular therapy, not just hypnotherapy, when they come to it, they're just like, ah, and not, not only, yeah, does it feel true to them? Um, Because um, honestly, even though there are patterns for what people go through, like, I don't, I don't specifically know exactly like why she thinks what she thinks. And so when she comes to the conclusion herself, not only is it more accurate, but she already has that buy-in. And when I do the hypnosis, these these suggestions are gonna be ones that she came up with. Like, I'm gonna use that vine metaphor that, and I'm gonna yeah, have her like- yeah, I love it, it's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So it gives us the material in which she's already resonating. So there's less 
like yeah. critical resistance, like when you're in hypnosis of absorbing that into your subconscious. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You are seriously going to change so many lives, girlfriend. Aww. Okay. So if someone's listening right now and they're like, oh my God, yes, I have anxiety or, you know, I've got, you know, something that around what Clarissa has mentioned before body image, or you're an entrepreneur and you're feeling like, you know, maybe the combination of the anxiety is keeping you like, I like to say in the closet. How do they find you, Clarissa? Of course, I'll put it in the show notes, people. So you don't have to write it down right now. (laughs) Yeah. So my website is a great place to start. It's hypnoclaritytherapy.com. And I just, I love sharing my website because of the play on words because I love it. Club Clarissa, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I know. I was like, oh, that's my name, Clarissa and Clarity. So it's a hypnoclaritytherapy.com. And um, there is a booking section there where you can book a free Zoom consultation if you just want to learn more about hypnotherapy. Since a huge part of my job is just education, because like Rachel said, there are movies about mind control, about um, when it comes to hypnosis, and and just having that time to dispel those myths and really help you understand what hypnosis is really all about um, is really helpful. And then I can learn a little bit about the issues you want to work on too. So I encourage you to book the Zoom consultation, but there's also... um, a form submission section of my website too. If you have um, any questions that you just want to want to email to me, then that's also a good way to get a hold of me as well. Oh, I love it. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I will make sure that your website is in there. And do you have like I know? Well, I already know the answer to this. You can follow, of course, Clarissa on Instagram, all the places, and I'll attach all of those just to see, you know, what she's up to um, in the world. And I know she shares a lot of valuable content there too. Yeah. Ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the free consultations, a resource, like all the social media, if you kind of want to see even more about my personality, what, what I'm like, the services I provide. I also like offer just like, cause I usually do like a three month container for my services, but just to, to trial um, for the first time. Cause I understand people want to gain trust with the process and understand sure. what it's about too. But there's a, like a trial session that I do offer separate from the, from the three months. So lots of options for you to get to know my services and hypnosis as a healing modality. Mm, I love it. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, from taking some time out of your day and to share all this with all the listeners and um, your clients are so lucky to have you in their life. And like I mentioned, if you're listening and any of this is like kind of sitting with you right now, don't hesitate reach out to Clarissa. She is like the sweetest person ever. Not going to scare you away. She's not going to hypnotize you into being like a criminal or any of that crazy ass shit. Um, it's not nothing like that. And you can just learn a little bit more about it and, um, give it a taste, give it a test drive. I think it's amazing. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. All right, everyone have a wonderful, fabulous day and I'll see you next week for another great episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Wellness Boss. If you want to learn more about my work, come visit me at rachelbethcoaching.com. That's Rachel minus the extra A, bethcoaching.com. I hope you'll have the most fantastic week. Don't forget to subscribe and review and to share this podcast with all your friends. See you next week. Namaste.